You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. You're listening to the Josh Adams Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Yes, yes, After Dark. I'm a different guy right now. Check one, two. What up, though? Uh, another episode of the Josh Adams Podcast. It's the uh, fourth day of the fourth month, April. Day uh, 167th of the uh, quarantine. And uh, we back in the Detroit is different studios for the Josh Adams Podcast. Uh, uh, Detroit is different after dark. After, after, after dark, nigga, because it's two. <laughs> and like I told y'all, everybody is in the building. I got my special guest done pulled up on me. My, uh, my guy. Funny, 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 funny comedian. Uh, you know what I'm saying? New, hot. You know what I'm saying? Got running real quick. Uh, father, entrepreneur, uh, minister, pastor. Is it a difference? Yeah, it's a difference. All uh, right. Me not got no church. <laughs> All right. So you would be a what then? Uh, I'm an elder. Uh, elder. Yeah, I can marry and bury folk. Okay, so we're going to figure out. We're going to get deep into that. I didn't know you could eat. I didn't know this nigga was certified to marry people. Uh, my guy, Josiah Jones. What's up, bro? What's up, man? What's up? What's up, man? Just glad to be here, man. Glad I, to be here. I appreciate it. You reached out to me. Like, I mean, I didn't realize I ain't had. I didn't realize people wanted to be on here. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you know, he was like, hey, bro, I would like to come fellowship with you. I was like, nigga, exactly. what? Exactly. And <laughs> for the people that's coming here to watch Josiah, I cuss. You know what I'm saying? I, I go to church now. He's prayed for me several times, but I cuss. On here, and I don't mean to offend you. I'm just letting you know beforehand. And um, if you on here and you watching and you listening, man, hopefully your day is going good. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put a blessing in you on you right now on Seven Mile and out of drive. I know it's the east side, but uh, gas is 95 cent over there, man. So I'm gonna put that at the bottom right here, man. Gas is 95 cent. Go 95. Something's in the game. Something going on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Gas that cheap, and we can't go nowhere. Gas Crazy. 95 cent. Out of drive, and I think that's East Seven Mile. Uh, I'm gonna put that down there just for whoever need that little love. Out of drive, and out of drive in East Seven Mile. I think that what that thing was. So East Seven Mile, bam. So we lit, we lit, we lit, we lit. So Joe, what's the deal, man? Um, let me see. For the people that don't know nothing about you, what would be the first thing that like? What's three things you would tell about Josiah to for people to know exactly who you are? If they, you know, real quick. I love God. I love my family, and I love comedy. In that order. Damn. So that was quick and to the point. He said he loved God. Bam. He loves his family. And he loves comedy. What's your family consist of? Uh, my wife. Uh, been with my wife 13 years. My two daughters, four and eight. And um, that's about it. Us four. All oh. J's. All J's. Joe, Jill, and Jen. That's and crazy. That's crazy. How, how long you and the wife been together? 13 years. Are they married 13 or together? We've been together 13, been married 11. Yeah, the 13, married 11. So you knew after what? Like uh, two, th- years. two years that that was the one? Yeah. A lot of married men on this show, bro. I got to get my life in order. <laughs> yeah, I got to get my life in order, man. I mean, everybody I know is married and like happily married and, and is prospering. I'm looking at you, boy. Got Gucci down the sleeve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, before, okay, so. Okay, I'm trying to. I always try to think how I'm gonna transition into different stuff, man. Uh, shout out to Tasmani, uh, Tasmaniac 07. Go ahead and get that gas. Um... 
how I'm gonna transition into this. Okay, so married kids. And then from there, you did what? Married kids, and then you, okay, so you was heavy in the church. Yes, sir. And did you always want to be an entertainer? Uh, I did. I always wanted to be an entertainer when I was younger. Uh, I was always in community choir, gospel choirs. It was acting. I did acting uh, theater one-on-one at Wayne State University. Okay. So I always wanted to be in the acting and entertaining. And um, uh, got called to the ministry when I was um, fresh out of college. Got called to the ministry, and I was trying to go to L.A. and be an actor. Everybody I wanted to go to Hollywood. Here. I wanted to just be an actor, but... God called me to the ministry, and um, I started doing ministry, and after a few years doing ministry, um, I started, uh, one of the elders at my church owned a business, and I used to change oil for a living, imagine that. Okay. So I changed oil, and um, I was dating my wife, and uh, changing oil, and then one day he said, listen, I can teach you a craft, and you'll never have to get your hands dirty again. I said, what? Okay. And so then I went to him and his wife's beauty shop, and I, um, I was an apprentice for him for six months. So wait a minute, fam, I don't know, he owned a place you can get your oil changed, basically like automotive spot, and he had? No, my um, my god brother owned the oil change oh, spot. Oh, your god brother owned it. And so the guy at my church. He sounded like a drug dealer at first when he right. was like, I'm about to teach you a craft, but you'll never have to get your hands dirty again. Right. I was like, oh, boy, put you in the game. What up, Jakari? What's up, boy? Right. And so uh, I, I started doing um, eyebrows and lashes, and all my homeboys, they was like, bro, you you whack. You do eyebrows and lashes. But then I saw old dude come out the office on a Saturday and drop $570 on the table and say, that's what you can make eyebrow in a day. Eyebrows and lashes. See, people don't get that. Like, I mean, like, you know why people look at that like that? Because they think that's something you gave to do exactly. something weird like that. But for one, you only around women. Exactly. If You know, you was dating somebody at the time. But, I mean, hey, I don't know how faithful you was when you dating. But <laughs> I was doing eyebrows and lashes, and I had, you know, woman she would most definitely be getting cheated on but this is the thing about that eyebrows and lashes you getting huh. to touch women at all times and you clean so you ain't coming in your fingernails ain't dirty you well kept yourself Absolutely. so you putting yourself in the game and then women how often are they coming to get this done every two weeks so every given two weeks you're looking at 50 to 75 clients spending $20 $20 and I'm not good with the mental math off my head what's up Jess but it sounds like you trapping. I mean, you got Gucci on. I don't know if I showed y'all this. This man got Gucci down his sleeves. Let him know. Put the sleeves out there for the people. And he got an Android watch on. It's not an Apple, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he got a digital watch on his wrist. So, you know, you can sell drugs, but do lashes too. That way when the feds come looking for you, like, where's all these streams of income coming from this money? It's like, fam, I ain't got nothing but a pack of lashes on me. I just do strips of lashes. So, wait a minute. So, when you do... I don't know why I know this much. So when you do the bright, the eyebrows, <laughs> do you do you are you uh, are you with the string on it like, or are you you with the blade like the Mexicans? No, I'm doing the wax. I just do the wax. I wax everything except for the Hello Kitty because my wife said that's not in the contract. Oh, so how much would you charge for that? I mean, if, how many how much, did, how much people charge for that? hundred dollars. I come do that for you, like that part. Like if y'all want to come get that done, I be telling people get the money. Yeah, yeah. So if you show me how to do that, I will wax vaginas. I'm with it. You they, know what I'm saying? Our girl you. ain't tripping. I mean, I, I, they for sure will. And I'm going to come through because times is hard now because every unemployed show's been canceled. I will manicure all that down there. So whatever he can't do, I'm going to do. His wife can't be mad at me. You know what I'm saying? So just set me up, put me together, man. Give me my little mask. And I'm in there. I don't even need to wear no mask while I'm down there. You, you need to be right for you pull up. You need to be right for you pull up. So if it ain't right, we sending you home and we keeping a deposit. And we keeping that 50. Okay. So. 
you went to, you went from there, you start traveling out of there, and you seen people just start making a lot of money. Making it. Then I went to school for it. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't crazy, so I started making yeah. money. When I made my first thousand in one week, I said I'm on to something. Okay, I need to really get legit at this because at and first, that's called what? Are you an esthetician? I'm an esthetician. Okay, Man, cool. You own it, bro. I was messing with the chick who was one, and I had to learn the word. So yeah, I'm an esthetician. I went to school. I'm certified. I got my state license. So if anybody mm. pull up on me, I'm state board certified. So uh, I did that actually three years after I was making money. I had to make sure it was legit. Oh, so at first you was just banging it out like everybody like oh, shout Man. out to all the girls right now doing here at the crib ain't got no license but you better than a lot of these bitches in the shop <laughs> but the thing is eventually you got to do that because once you do that your price go up your price go up my price went up I used to charge $8 for eyebrows mm-hmm. I charged 29 boy done jumped all the way up see how see how the, see how the price of doing the business the right way put you 20 strippers even got to get licensed you can't just be out here shaking ass for free mm-hmm. $500 license my, my, my clientele 65% of my clientele were strippers they found that I was married and I wasn't giving them no tips back they kind of left me oh so wait a minute you had a lot of strippers coming to mess oh, with you man I had I knew them by name bro I would think that they would be cool with that like I mean being for a stripper real. everybody trying to holler at you finally having a dude that's like hey I, I'm just here to do business and keep you with you they, they was tripping because you weren't coming through the, you can't go to the strip club I mean I could to work but I wouldn't go because here's the thing I ain't never been the one mm-hmm. and so I'm too old to lose my mind now Mm, you might be better off now than you was then, though. But I mean, like, put it like this: I like I start drinking late in life, so people was looking at me like, "Man, why would you wait to be thirty to start drinking?" It's like, why would you start at sixteen? Exactly. Stupid. It's like at least I'm in the mind state where I'm grown enough to make the decisions and deal with the consequences. As a kid, you just running around drinking eighteen hundred, throwing up, nigga. I know my vibe, so exactly. I'm good. So I'm not telling you to go to the strip club because now you, you know, if you, you happily married and I don't want you to go in there. These, these hoes own it now. They know <laughs> they something it. different. Like, they do something different now. You might leave up out of there. Don't do that. <laughs> don't so don't do go. It. I mean, I'm just saying, even though I think you'd be good, but so you had a lot of strippers. I mean, and um, so your clientele had you straight because that was all you was doing, right? Yeah, I got, um, I went from my first year having 50 clients mm-hmm. and then up until probably my fifth year, Five years in, I had 200. Now I got 500 clients. Wow. So, and I have them in a Rolodex. I have them computerized. I paid somebody to type literally all my clients' phone numbers okay. and emails down. So now I'm into retention with this corona going around or whatever. Yeah, we're going to get into that. And I so, figured it hit you. We'll get to that. So, and so I basically just, I'm, now most people, they like, trying to advertise and grow their business 500 clients I'm good if, you don't I, need keep, no more. if I keep those you straight I'm straight and I, this, I ain't tripping at this point loyalty is gonna pay off more than anything you're trying to get more you be greedy absolutely it's like if you know you almost got a salary you know what you're gonna make a I month know exactly and it's like alright bet and then if somebody fall off they fall off and then you got people who can't wait to jump can't in your chair in and for you to do everything but they were trying to hear but <laughs> at the end of the day I'll get that thing all the way together for you do designs do whatever you want put glitter down there I I can actually die. I'm making up shit at this point. But whatever you need done, I'll figure it out and I'll do it for you. You want to dread if you want box braids down there, ladies, I can do that for you. I'm out here trying to get this money at this point. Comedy has slowed up severely. So if you want to come through and um, get your vagina done by me, uh, we and Joe side, J and J. Joe and Joe. We on there. Both our names in the Bible, so you can trust us. You can trust us. All right, so from that, entrepreneur, and then you started. Okay, so I'm trying to think how I want to transition into this. At one point in time, you said that you hosted a show that I was on. Yep. And it that blew me back because I kind of sort of remember the show, but I don't remember you. It was that, and yeah, I'm not not a memorable person. I'm I mean, just, I'm don't do that. But it, I'm I meet a lot of people, bro. But it was literally I know, like, I meet no. a lot of people. And here's the crazy thing, though. It was 1990, it was like... 
2000. It was like, when did you start doing comedy? I started doing comedy in 2006, so that so couldn't have been So it was literally 2007. No, okay. Dude, watch this. It was at Ambassadors for Christ, Glenn Plummer. You came That's on in. Telegraph and, um, Telegraph and Plymouth. Guess was, what? Yep. Watch this. I remember one of your jokes. Mm-hmm. You did a DTE joke and walked yep. up to the meter and dogs barking. Yep. And then you was like, man, they bite me. And it was one of the things where if you if you bite a uh, harm a post worker, it's a felony. Yeah, got you. Yeah, that was the joke yeah, yeah. about DTE. That's real. I don't even do that joke no more. Yeah, so that was like two thousand. Like you say, yeah, two thousand and six, two thousand seven. My dog Shannon just tapped in. Hold on, y'all. That was over twelve years You're doing ago. Doing your podcast now. So how do I get to it? Uh, Shannon, I Instagram, bro. Go to my live on Facebook to tell you. Go to my live Instagram, dog. These people. <laughs> I don't lose these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy, dog. That's crazy. That's crazy. So the man, the man is not lying. I apologize for pausing on y'all. People trying to chime in on this thing. Shout out to Humble. Shout out to Uncle P. Shout out to Nate. Shout out to uh, E E. I can't say that part right there. But nigga, shout out to everybody <laughs> that was here and probably left because they're like, oh, what these niggas talking about? And it wasn't interesting. They left. Fuck y'all. So. <laughs> That's true. He did see me. So that was like 2007. Like you said, I was like brand new. And um, so was you trying to do comedy then? Was you just hosting? Like what was, what was, was the end? This hosting. is 2007. Yeah. It's 2020 now. So Hosting. I was just emceeing. I was emceeing programs. They called me, hey, can you emcee and just um, keep the crowd engaged? I didn't have to tell no jokes. Just be. Just was be that a- your church? Mm-mm. Wasn't even my church. They just called me because I'm, I'm, I'm a preacher. Oh. And so they're looking for a preacher that can actually be energetic and because most preachers just be like okay call into the stage Josh Adams yeah. the end me I'm like hey how y'all doing I'm interacting I'm talking so I had the body language and the mannerisms and demeanor of a comedian and didn't know it yeah. until somebody was like bro you need that so then watch this fast forward all the way about six about five years later 2012 mm-hmm. I see Mike Larry at the upper room which they don't get that no more nope upper room used to be on Grand River and Telegraph why yep. is Telegraph so influential <laughs> as far as like all the stories you tell us you know what I'm yes, saying it's crazy so yeah 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 yeah. I did a, a church show and I was nervous because it was a comedian there and I was emceeing again mm-hmm. and I heard about Mike Larry I'm like oh he like really be doing comedy yeah, and I, I don't want him to like roast me or nothing for not like doing my part so I kept saying amen and I was like yeah and I kept saying amen and he was like Mike Leary just got on here and when I kept saying amen he literally did a whole bit he was like dude nervous he was like he said amen after everything he mm-hmm. was like you okay man I'm like yeah he's like but he doing a good job though give it up for him so they gave me a hand yeah. and he got me and then afterwards he was like hey man you ever thought about it and I'm like yeah I'm like but I didn't know the whole dynamics of it. Oh, I didn't comedy, know about yeah. yeah. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm preaching. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay over here. And so then, fast forward, March 2018. Okay. Somebody told my sister, like, uh, no, it was January 2018. They said we need a comedian for the Cancer Foundation. Mm-hmm. And my sister was like, oh, my brother, my brother, a comedian. I'm not a comedian, bro. Family always just throwing niggas out there. Like, oh, my cousin do that. Nigga, stop, stop doing us like that. I'm not a comedian. But and you so, wasn't at the time. At the time, yeah. I wasn't. And so I said, I saw January. I had to be there in March. I went up the punchline. January, March. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went up the punchline. Actually, no, December 28th was my first time touching the mic. Uh, Melanie Hearn. Melanie Hearn said, you want to go up mm-hmm. at punchline? And I was like, yeah. And so they had a show going. Josh used to come up there a lot. Yeah, and, he was uh, open mic. Yeah. And I was up there, and I, I kept at it. Every week, every Wednesday, 
I would keep trying I to keep trying you to. And at I least had, you knew that you had to get ready. Like yeah. most people would be like, oh, my cousin comedian, if you had to show in January, they would show up in March and just do whatever it is they thought comedy was supposed to be. At least you had the idea in your mind, like, oh, I at least got to work something yeah. to do. Because how much time was you supposed to do? Uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Like me, like as far as this thing about, you know, uh, like maintain a vagina here, like pussy here, like I'm going to just jump right into it. I'm not going to prepare like he did as far as he did with comedy. He jumped into it and he was like, I'm going to figure <laughs> it out. You would think I'd be like, let me try home my girls, some people I know. I'm going to literally jump into your lap and start to get clippers. I'm like, mm -hmm. do you use clippers? No, I use uh, wax. Oh, wax. Well, I was going to use clippers like my barber do with like a garden on it. He was like, mm. <laughs> put a seven on him but he actually prepared to be a comedian which i applaud because most people jump right off the jump off the thing with it but go ahead uh prepared three months in um january and it was some it was some times where how did it go uh it was i'm talking about the process of you doing it it was january fun. march it was fun and i always had fun even when i bombed it was fun even no i had to have fun all the time i was having fun and they were like looking at me like bro nobody laughed i was like it's okay you low key gonna have more fun in the times when you bomb than you do when you get off yeah and people so, don't understand that sometimes and they'll tell me like the young ladies that was running the punchline at that time it uh, was Heather J and Melly Hearns yeah, right Heather yeah. J and Melly Hearns and Heather would always tell me like hey um, ain't easy as you thought it was I was like no I didn't think it was easy I just Heather like crushing souls though yeah, that's I, how she get on I said I thought I thought it she would be people. I thought it would be better and she was like yeah and so I could, for my first time on the mic they clapped cute I thought mm -hmm. they was like and Heather was like oh that's your first time oh y'all better job because they, they said you can't jingle the first time comedian and so she was like oh you did good whatever so she was extra hard on me because I would come back and so she would make me come after Josh Adams she would make me come mm -hmm. after uh, somebody that would go or somebody get jingled and she'd be like alright go back up there and get the crowd back and I'm like, how? That's good work. And so I would go up there, and so times where they was with me. That's good work. Times they wasn't, and popcorn was like that. Have you ever worked with popcorn? Yeah. Popcorn back in the day <laughs> had uh, blackberries, and popcorn, you know, he was OG, funny as hell. But he would go up first and kind of not really do like he wouldn't for some reason. You know, I mean, after a while, hosting the room weekly probably get tedious, yeah. boring, and motherfucker. So he was just like he'd do whatever in the beginning, and the crowd would be he would uh, he wouldn't do it purposely, but the crowd would be irritated. Then he would put up somebody first, like me, Mike, Larry, whoever I came in with, and we would have to bring the energy up. And then mm -hmm. after that, to show it, he would he would wake up and then he would do his thing. So that's just a part. That's like a workout in comedy. Like so, oh, Heather yeah. wasn't doing nothing but preparing you to be better, and uh, it made you better. I mean, exactly. look, look at you now. Look how you get off. As soon as the jingle shut down, I went to uh, my nigga. To Shout out to Jay Will. Huh? I went up to um, I went up to They Say with J Bell, and um, oh yeah, that was my J spot. So I went up to They Say. He threw me the mic. I was nervous, like man, like am I gonna get the mic? And so he was like, you know what? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a shot. And he said, hey, after the after the poem, after the guy do the poem, go up there. I went up there, and J Will, uh, J Bell was like, all right, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, you funny. I rock with you, man. Keep writing, keep working. All right, cool. And then later after that, um, Heather told me, she said, I see that you don't cuss during your material. She was like, so is you trying to be a clean comedian? I'm like, uh, I don't know yet. And she was like, what you mean? Just Weren't you in the church by this time? Yeah. And she was like, uh, you gonna, she said, well, just cuss then, see if you like it. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I was like, because I don't. I think I want to stay clean. Look at Heather telling <laughs> you to bite the apple. And so she like. Bite the apple, nigga. <laughs> She like, I'm going to introduce you to uh, H.B. Sanders. Shout out to H.B. Sanders and um, Mike Larry. Shout out to J. Will and J. Bell on here, too. Go ahead. Yeah, shout out to J. Bell, man, for the opportunity. And uh, they introduced me at, they had a big laugh, laugh track something audition or something at Punchline where everybody had to come. Oh, the laugh, yeah, laugh track. Yeah. Uh, laugh tracks. 
Who the no 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 no? It's called uh uh my what is laugh mob percent laugh track? Yep. Yeah, on uh, yeah yeah true TV. I went there and uh, I watched all the comedians go up and I seen uh, HB HB gave me his uh horse HB Sanders won um Showtime at the Apollo two hundred fifty thousand dollars when they brought it back. I remember that I saw that when I was in Mississippi in two thousand sixteen. Wow. Not know that that nigga was from the crib because he did this joke about uh Secret Service where he would talk about they would put the thing over his ear and he killed got two hundred fifty thousand dollars from wow. CBS. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so he gave me his card he said yeah he said yeah brother what I can do to help you man here gave me his card I see my glare my glare gave me his card and so uh, Jason Jameson shout out to Jason Jameson he was uh, yeah, shout one, out to Jay Jameson. one of the hosts what did I say yeah star search what did I say I don't know what I'm saying Apollo he was one of the hosts at the uh, Nick J. Will said how long boy been doing comedy he sounded like he about to get a lifetime achievement award that's funny <laughs> he funny the nigga said you about to get a lifetime achievement award and so Jason Jameson the Tony is, Roney lifetime achievement award right, in comedy right. He had me, uh, he told me, he was like, Mike Larry got a clean room. You should go check it out. And so I'm like, I'm going with you. Mm -hmm. And so then Jason, I mean, that's my brother, love you. He flaked on me. Okay. So I'm there by myself. Mm -hmm. Mike Larry don't. Talking to the mic. Mike Larry yeah. don't know me. So I'm there. And I'm like, bro, uh, Jason sent me to uh, do a guest spot. Okay. And so he like, all right. And this who, Mike Leary? Yeah, he like, mm -hmm. all right. So JD was up doing his thing or whatever. Somebody else went up, and I'm like, he like, all right, you next. Get ready, do a, do a high five. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is a lot of people, because I'm like, this is, I'm kind of nervous. So I went up, did that, and Mike invited me back. He said, man, keep coming. Mm -hmm. And so I did um, Laugh and Shout consistently probably like every month for probably and, yeah, like Laugh and months. Shout is literally like one of the most consistent uh Clean comedy shows, yes. and I hate to say clean, just one of period comedy Consistent. shows. Period, it just happens to be clean in the city. So if you ain't been, you should go. You can bring your kids. You can yeah. bring, you know what I'm saying. A bitch, you just fucking with. Like it's a good show. They feed you, and like from top to bottom, you see some of the best comedians in the city. So Facts. all right, so you started comedy, and then like. Okay, so you are, like you say, an elder in the church. Now, you're an elder in the church. You can bury and marry people. I've seen people book you to book you. Do they book you to come be a pastor? I mean, to come be to preach? preach? Or they, how they, that work? No, they ask, they ask me, because uh, it's, it's a duality to it, to where they'll call me to do comedy on Saturday and preach on Sunday. Okay. And so, so they'll book me to do the comedy, but then they'll say, uh, can you stay over and minister for us? And I say, yeah. So they kind of book you. It's just without yeah, booking without, you. Ain't no, yeah, they, you know they, what I'm saying? Ain't no money on the table <laughs> Okay. when so, you minister. So when you do that, now let me ask you this. So being that you do that in the church, okay, is one thing. But being that you also exist in the, the secular world, I don't know why I'm talking about. I, I get weird when I get around people who's, who in a certain That's world, funny. I can speak the language a little bit, so I be trying to be close to the vernacular. So in the, you come over to the regular world and do comedy, and then you go be a, and then you go minister to some people. Do you feel any conf, any conflicts as far as that go? Like when you out with me, and, like right now you're on my podcast, yeah. and I'm talking crazy. Like it's you, cool, mm -hmm. it's cool. I don't feel any type of way with it because it's like um, our job is to be salt and light. Like the Bible says, we are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world. The city set on the hill that cannot be hid. So you can't be hid no matter how on, no matter how try. Uh, like me and uh, Jason and Mike had a conversation. No matter how much. I try to go to, let's say, the secular realm, I'm still going to be known as Pastor Josiah, Preacher Josiah, Elder Josiah. So as much as I say I just want to be a comedian in this secular realm, uh -huh. don't don't equate me to my church. Don't introduce me as a preacher. Just introduce me as Josiah Jones. Yeah. But 
people knowing who I am before I came to comedy. No, you a minister. You that preacher. You're some. You you the one who ministered at my church or whatever. Whatever. Go. You can't get away from the perception of those have. So I'm now learning, and it's trial and error to just accept the fact that. I'm a preacher that has done secular comedy as well as church comedy. And I mean, uh, thank God for uh, Mike Leary. He brought me to the clubs. I was trying to stay in the church. I did not want to do secular comedy. I didn't want to come to no comedy clubs. You did? No, because I'm like... But I mean, like, I mean, if I you feel like... Hard. If you feel I mean, put it like this. I mean, is it harder? No, yeah. I thought I was going... I thought... I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. I thought I was going to start cussing and just, just letting it out. Oh, I definitely thought that it was going to bring the dark side out of you. Yeah. I remember I told you that. Yeah, you told Outside me. of P, uh, J, JP, <laughs> West. JP West. when we was in there. But uh, let me ask you this. Um, you didn't feel like if you had a message in the... being like You know, in the clean world that, you know, you could reach more people by coming over there? Because, I mean, you come and you talk about certain stuff, but it's like... I mean, I ain't, I ain't going to act like your stuff is heavily bible yeah, filled full of stuff. Hold on, Jay Will said, uh, "Ask, do he feel like a girl having a fat ass is saved? Do you think a girl with a fat ass is saved?" Yeah, she could be. I don't know if he's saying she can't be saved because she got a fat ass. I'm asking, like a girl having that fat ass. Jay Will went to Rama Bible College. He's smarter than me. I already know that. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, he know already. I know. I already know that. Super I already know smart. That. I was mad at him when I found out that because I'm he, like, he was mad at my what? Because he went to Rama. I couldn't afford to go to Rama. Oh well, this this, <laughs> this, yeah. this nigga daddy T D J. They really don't tell nobody that. But, um, so, that's hilarious. Let me, let me ask you this. So, I mean, how has this, uh, how has this whole COVID sh shit affected you as far as, like, your comedy? Just in life in general. So, I mean, I know I wanted to bring it up. How did, uh, how did it affect your clientele? How did it affect that? It has, um, it put it to a standstill. It's like, literally, I'm living off of the savings that I made from eyebrows and lashes I always put a little aside to make sure that I'm sustained and then when I started doing comedy and started getting shows and people started paying me mm -hmm. I have an account that's just funny money and you don't touch it no so now I touch it so I didn't touch it I didn't have to because I, I owned a beauty shop yeah. so all that comedy money was just sitting there for content to where if I had to go buy some cards or get some product wristbands or t-shirts yeah, you was investing reinvesting it back into itself yeah I was reinvesting back so I didn't have nothing right now for the next two months I ain't got nothing to reinvest it to so now I'm reinvesting it back into me yeah that's what DTE, it's there for and so it's, it's sustaining to where now it's allowing it to basically um the comedy's working as well as the business is um the dividends from it is is, is producing. Oh, okay. So but we we everybody we took a hit because they, they closed the beauty shops down probably. So you can't have nobody come through the crib or you don't go to yeah. nobody if you could. Like oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, have you been doing those? Yeah, I've All done right. lashes at people's homes. Um, um, let's say even at like they'll say I can they may be in town on a trip. And may say, look, I need to meet you or come to my house. If, if they my family, I trust them. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And then my wife cool with you because all and about yeah, yeah. you coming through the money. Yeah, man, come through because it's so that's do you charge a little more now because of this? Or actually, to my regular clients, I don't. But if somebody tell me, hey, um, I need you to come to my house. I need lashes for this trip. I'm gonna hit them for the sixty ball. For the sixty ball, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get well, the yeah, sixty. You gotta do that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, as far as comedy, I'm sure you had a bunch of shows that was just like everybody got everything canceled. So, uh, I know you wanted to talk about uh, what was that you wanted to talk about. You texted me that as far as like how this affected comedians yeah, and, and, yeah. The, and yeah. the future of comedy going on. So go ahead, set that up, and then you know, like, let me know what you're talking about. Yeah, just that uh, what you just said as far as the future of comedy. Where do you? Where do I'm trying to figure out us as comedians and 
one that there was such a high, vast demographic of comedians that were working. Like, y'all was working, working. Yeah, yeah, talking to the mic, and, bro. Uh, the comedians were working, working. So the question or thing that was on my heart was like, what's to do, what's to be of comedy after this is over? Will there be mainstream clubs only? Will the bars open back up? What, how will we as comedians reinvent ourselves or be relevant for a society that's ready to laugh, but yet the social distances have made them not want to congregate? Oh, um, damn. See, I done put my whole thing on. This was tight. And I am doing it again. So uh, put it like this. Put it like this. Put it like this. So I think where comedy is going to be at after this, like, we're going to have a lot of PTSD after this. People mm-hmm. are going to be scared to go anywhere. Like, whenever they decide to be like, let's just say April the 30th is the day. Comedy may not get back jumping for real at a level that we exist at for right now until about August. Because wow. people going to still be wearing masks, not want to go nowhere, not going to be in groups. Like, if you do a comedy show, the distance, like having all this distance between us, it ain't going to be the, the small. Like, comedy used to be the best in a small, intimate setting. Now people not going to want to be up on people. Like, if you listen to comedy shows, when people bombing, you hear niggas cough. Wow. Imagine now you sitting in somewhere and I know where somebody just cough and what that's going to do to the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Bull on here one time. You're going to be cooked. They're going to book the vets. I'm telling you. So, like, if you ain't a nigga with a following, like, this is where it's at now. Absolutely. Like, when, now when comedy don't exist somewhere, like, now the void. This is the crazy part, bro. The niggas from my class that started comedy, when I came in from 06 to, like, 06 to 08, it wasn't nowhere to do comedy. So it was kind of like this, but without the virus. It was just comedy had disappeared at a level of, like, when you think about it, like, uh, the urban circuit. So it wasn't no Coco's. It wasn't no comedy kitchen. It wasn't nowhere to go. It was little spots we had, but we had to go to the Poetry Society, and we had to go to, like, the mainstream, which I was already doing that. So what I'm saying is, at this point right now, niggas need to be creating content. Like, right now, you need to be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. Doing, like, a podcast or doing something or how you be engaging with your audience, like, talking to them and building that rapport. And those people, when it's time to happen, like, when it come out again, like, when they, when they say, nigga, we free and you can cough again, you can be like, hey, check me out, Josiah. I'm going to be over here. I'm selling tickets. And niggas is going to be fiending. They might want to see Josiah live. I can't wait to see him. So you have to build that rapport. You not, This is the point in time right now where the audience, like, nigga, your audience is here. Exactly. The people that's on here, I got 14 people. Well, that's cool it can turn into 28 in a minute it can turn into you know whatever the fuck 28 flipping to after that but you go into the you go into the and you build that audience with them now you know what exactly. I mean so comedy will exist but it's gonna take a minute cause people are gonna be so shell shocked after this they ain't gonna really have no money people gonna be out here messed up so you might even have to be like hey I'm doing sh- shows for $5 now as far as like charging to get in exactly so it's not gonna die but you, the niggas who's strong enough to do it and put it on their shoulder is gonna only be on, only niggas that's gonna eat for real exactly. so if you ain't able to produce your own shows like niggas who's always the niggas like man put me on your show woo 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 them niggas gonna die mm-hmm. the niggas who was out here like hustling and could put on and produce a show and was building an audience it's gonna be the motherfuckers who gonna eat after this so I think this whole thing happened where who was uh, and I'm on some church shit when I talk about this who was first will be last and last gonna be first now exactly. so the whole game done flipped over so exactly. take this time now bro to take advantage of everybody is everybody is paying attention to their phones whether they trying to figure out what's going on in the news or they trying to get their mind off what's going on in the news so nigga the fact that they dropped that movie when they dropped it bam wow. look at it now you know what I'm saying the mule just dropped niggas ain't who's to say that they would have got that many niggas at a theater they exactly. wouldn't have now you got more eyes on your shit than you ever would have now people sitting at the crib please stream anything porn whatever nigga you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know so you ministering Doing comedy, nigga, right now, find though, find your audience right now. Exactly. And, and then that way when this shit all come back, 
nigga, you ain't got to go to CBS or go to Mark Reilly's or look for nobody to book you because your audience already like, nigga, we on team you. Whatever you want us to go, we going. That's what we doing. And then on top of that, you integrate. So not only are they coming to you for that, they like, oh, the nigga do lash and you do brows. Okay, bet. And Josh do the pussy. So I'm going to go holler at him and get lined up and we all gang in. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. We all working together, man, making money together. I told that nigga that yesterday. You know, he told me he ain't doing social media. Josiah do social media, but the nigga don't do it right. Right. In my opinion. Shout out to QB Josh. Shout out to that. One time. I used to do comedy back in the day. Uh comedy. I used to play quarterback. Um Shit, Boogie do his show on Tuesdays. For sure. Tequila Tuesdays. You know what I'm saying? He still do that live. So if uh if you ain't got nothing to do, nigga, it's so many spots to go to. You know what I'm saying? To like Boogie didn't let him stop. Like, nigga, this is like grabbing a mic to me. I can't get up and grab a mic, so this is where I'm grabbing a mic at. What up, Corey B out of Chicago? She was touring with Monique. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is uh Bro, take advantage of this and use the internet the right way. Like, Absolutely. Because I've noticed, like, and it's so funny, dog, to uh, like to talk to you because you're one way, and then I see this whole totally different side of you sometimes where it's almost like you're an antagonist. Like, where you kind of fuck with people proactively, like, and I be looking like, damn, this ain't the Josiah who just prayed for me when I got to my baby mama. Absolutely. Like, it's like, where do that come from? It just, I mean... Because you're not always the victim, nigga. Right, exactly. Okay. As, as a child, I was bullied. So oh, like, okay. And so, it, I, as a child, I was bullied. So, it was like, I always figured I got to hit first. If I see somebody flinching, I got to hit them for that's the... That's the jail I, mentality. You in jail, you hit yeah. the biggest nigga in there and get your respect. I got, And that's exactly how I felt. And it was hard to break from it because that's how I thought. I thought, I'm coming out swinging. If you say something to me, I'm saying 10 things to you. Okay. It is what it is. And then, at the end of the day, I'm going to laugh it off and be like, bro... If you call, if so I've had people call me inbox and I'm like, my bad, bro. I apologize hurting your feelings, but I felt some type of way. Okay. And then they told me like, well, you could have called me. I'm like, well, you didn't have to go on my status. So I, I said what I said. And I, and like but it's said a lot it. of sensitive people in the world. And exactly. You, and like you said, when you put something out there and don't put a name to it, people gonna assume you talk about exactly. them. Exactly. And it bothers me because I'm like. I'm not busy enough because I'm looking at this shit and I'm looking at all the comments. I'm like, in my head, if I'm busy enough, nigga, I'm not in all this little petty back and forth and uh, I'm doing this and this person ain't doing that. It's, it's At the end of the day, nigga, we all have up and down months. So exactly. it's like, ain't nobody out here except them niggas we know out here dogging the road out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's exactly. constantly booked. We exactly. all out here throw off sometimes and got to pick up a little side hustle. Like, um... So, I mean, like, at one point in time, I thought you was doing it because it was like, all right, Josiah just are trying to create some type of controversy and thinking he's going to get booked. But it's like, nigga, this ain't rap. Exactly, <laughs> but exactly. But then I was like, I think Josiah type of nigga who needs some type of motivation, too. So if he make niggas, if he feel like niggas don't like him or they're jealous of him, it make him get go harder. And almost like, you almost feel like that make you be better as a comedian? Do you yeah, feel it was that? Crazy. Yeah, it was. That was exactly exactly what you said. It was like, you, you the fuel, but I was using it in a way in which... Um, it came off as arrogant or egotistical yeah, or uh, antagonistic, yeah, yeah. and I totally understand it. And I was talking to uh, Mike Larry, Jason Jameson, my good brother. And you hang with some thorough yeah. niggas who don't even yeah. get that. Like, put it like this: exactly, niggas not gonna like you automatically because that's just how the world set up. It's like exactly, it, 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 it don't make no more sense to make more enemies than you need. Exactly, even though it's not like I say enemies just to say for lack of a better word, but it's like niggas. I know niggas don't like me, and it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at the same time. I'm gonna still do me, and it's like they can't stop that. And exactly, like I'm only like I'm only in competition with myself. Like I'm trying to be better than I was. When somebody see me and be like, "Man, you," I saw you before, man, but you funnier than you was. I look at that as the biggest compliment you can get. Like absolutely to continue to get funnier. So, um, 
I, I just looked at you and I was like, I think Josiah is just a type of nigga who needs that kind of energy to make him go harder, which is like, I guess it's cool, but nigga, niggas naturally just not gonna like it. Exactly. You light skinned nigga with good hair and you got Gucci on. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So niggas I, gonna find a reason not to like you, bro. Exactly. And I felt that where, and I, like I told um, all those in which I, like uh, Jay Bell called me and we kicked it in. Um, Talked to Howie Bell and my uh, mailman, and we had a conversation. Whatever and it was like, by me being so new, I didn't know how to move. So it was easy for me to move incorrectly, mm -hmm. unapologetically, because before I. So you just it was a learned. It was behavior. A, learn a, bad yes, behavior. Learn baby. bad behavior. Like you learn how to shoot the ball and it was working, but it was like nigga, that jump shot gonna eventually not work. I mean, comedy is simple, bro. Exactly. Funny people gonna book you, and if you the new nigga, they gonna book you even faster. Right. So they like, all right, Josiah, come host this for me, or come do this guest spot for me, or let me take you on the road. And niggas that take a liking to you will run with you before uh, niggas who you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Who don't run with you. So at the end of the day, you gotta kind of put yourself in a space. Like, I mean, I don't I'm, care who like me, but I'm like not going out here to be the nigga that niggas just like, hey. I I want to be the villain like nigga exactly. like it got to a point where it was like oh this nigga getting into it with people that's like how you get into it with them exactly you know what I'm saying exactly exactly and it was that um it was that image that and then when it stuck to me I couldn't shake it I just said it is what it is whatever and thought I would just shake it off or whatever but perception is key and in this industry as far as the fraternity which people base book you based on um, who who messing with you and who ain't messing with you? It ain't all, it is like all, that. Yeah. All together is not to do with how funny you are. If people don't want to work with you, then it's going to be hard for me to get booked in certain arenas and certain areas. Yeah. And but I know Michael stop guys playing. But exactly. a lot of times when you go with the wrong intent, God won't bless you because you're moving the wrong way. Exactly. And I understand. And I um, and I'm first to admit. Like I told Mike, I told Jay, I said, man, my bad, bro. I I, I was out of pocket on this one. Mm -hmm. Like I I could have let it slide. JBL was like, could you have not responded? I said, probably. I'm like. But I thought I had to And so by, by me being Young in comedy Like right now in comedy I'm a baby So as soon as you But how old is you in life? In life I'm grown bro but Nigga you know that then So yeah. it's like It's just certain stuff That you can't be like you, Exactly A lot of stuff you pulled off It's just cause you wanted to do it Exactly And, and I think a lot of times You go with people in your head you feel you funnier then Which you be like I'm funnier than this person So I'm gonna talk shit to them anyway It's like what you gonna say to me I get more booked than you I'm booked more than you And actually I'm funnier than you And funny is subjective Cause exactly. it's about where you at And exactly. you know You might have caught somebody At the wrong show Like I don't judge nobody I know niggas who straight up and down Judge niggas off not being funny Exactly Like niggas won't hang with niggas Cause they wasn't funny And I was like It's niggas that I know Super cool that I would fuck with That ain't funny That I would The funniest nigga in the world You know what I mean Exactly So Um I just think once you figure out, I mean, you good because you already got the the whole businessman business mind to this comedy thing just because you were so successful in business. Once you figure that out and get funny, 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 funny for real, because nigga, you nowhere near where you gonna be. Exactly. Like, bro, you Thanks, gonna look man. back on some joke like nigga that DT shit was funny, but nigga, I was saying that the other day, nigga, I look at them jokes and be like, I can't believe that shit, but it, it was funny. People liked it. Absolutely. You when you get to that place when you really where you in your bag and you funny dog, you ain't gotta worry about no controversy. It's gonna find you, nigga. Is gonna not like you because you're already funny, and then you're gonna be so above it all that you're gonna be like, nigga, what am I even talking to you for? It's like, nigga, that energy I could have put in roasting you and creating a thread that's 200 comments long, I could have exactly. put that into writing something, a joke, a script, exactly. Um, you know what I'm saying? Producing another show, like Jay Will was just saying. The promoters are sitting around now. They don't know who to book. Exactly. They don't care who funny. They just know who generates audience because that's our currency, nigga. They want to buy into your audience. So they gonna look up and be like, "Damn, Josiah, uh, I put that nigga name on the flyer." And a people, you like, hey, everybody liked it. Like, nigga, 
do boss shit like that. Like when nigga put you on a flyer, like and they book you for a show, like hey, everybody under the comments, uh, under the promoter, like let's say the promoter put this show up that you want. Everybody just go up under there, nigga, just put some lashes up under that bitch to let them know Josiah coming through the king of lashes. I'm talking crazy. Wow. And then you got a hundred people to promote, like damn, this nigga got this kind of pull. It's niggas that they booking to be the main nigga on the show that's wow. not funnier than you and they really got a draw in your city. Or in general wow. So if you got a draw like that Nigga they looking at you like Who is this nigga Like the bossiest shit I ever heard Is when Dane Cook Went to this uh, Meeting with these people And they was like He was the first nigga On social media And they was like So what do you got going on He was like Well I'm, I'm funny I got this going on And this that and Curry, And I got a very big following And they was like Yeah alright We believe that when we see it I think he put up a computer And logged into his IG messenger Some shit That old shit back in the day Or AOL And nigga he just was like You got mail You got mail You got mail On somebody else's computer And he crashed that computer So wow. it's like nigga When you got that kind of juice bro You got it popping How old is you in laugh In laughs This nigga They say How old is you in laugh I guess in county he said, "Baby, I'm a, yeah, I'm I'm two years in. I only yeah, got two, two years, years in, in, baby. And I mean, but the funny thing is, dog, especially with the teacher <laughs> on, nigga, we all at the same, we all at the same starting line now. What did we just happen, nigga? Corey Holcomb can't do a show. Just, just Sinbad can't do a show, nigga. Just like you can't. Absolutely. And everybody is just staring at they at their phones, bro. Like we Wait. all at the same, nigga. We all at the same level now, nigga. None of us can do nothing. It don't matter who is who. Certain niggas, you know, got some juice. But I'm saying theoretically." Nigga, you can strike it hot just like everybody else, just like me, just like anybody, dog. I'm telling you, man. And these platforms is good because, nigga, you can still work material on here. Like, have you done a virtual show yet? Uh, yeah. How'd it go? I don't like them. Uh, I did it. It, it was pretty good. It mm-hmm. was. It was one of them was on Zoom, and other one was for um, a radio station in Romeo in Romeo, Michigan. Look at my nigga doing shit out in Romeo, Michigan. <laughs> And so they, it was a paid show too. So God is good. So how did it work? Like, did you? Well, I don't know how Zoom works. Zoom, you on your computer or on your phone? And uh, yeah, you were on Zoom, and then so then they basically have people um, ask them for donations, mm-hmm. and so you can get up to a hundred people on your Zoom, and then if the people donate, and then they basically split the pot between five comedians, and so but then there are other shows as far as like the public service announcement uh, stations and things of that sort, like MIT. It's a place out in Romeo Radio Station. They said, hey, we want five comedians. And so what I was doing, every month, I was going out to Posky's Bar and Grill to this uh, white club. And every month, I, I messaged the host. What show was that? Uh, Josh uh, Woodhang. Uh, Wood, it was a showcase, uh, open mic showcase. But every month since January, no, since November, I messaged the host and say, hey, I want a spot if you got it. He said, okay, first month, he was like, show, uh, send me a video or whatever. Okay. I sent him one. He was like, all right, come next month. So I did uh, November. I did December, January. And so then when February came, he was like, uh, he saw my he saw my set. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, you funny. And he was like, I'm, I'm going to think about you. When we get something paid, I'm going to think about you. Corona came, shut everybody down. He sent me a message, said, can you send me five to seven minutes and I'll cash out you some money. He said, send me a five to seven minute video of you, put it in this Dropbox. And once I get it, I'm going to package it and put it on a uh, show and send yeah. it to the radio station. And then you'll get the money um, this evening. Bro, see, that's tough. See, that's hard. See, I mean, and the fact that you had like that stuff, I still do to this day. Like, nigga, I just be want to grab a mic. So Absolutely. I go to places. So a lot of times when I ask niggas to come somewhere, if they don't know me, somebody, they do know me and be like, oh, that nigga Josh want to do your show. Oh, you should definitely put him on your show. Absolutely. And like, you know, a lot of times things right here, you know, I don't even got no spot until somebody be like, uh, you probably want to put this nigga on your show. Really? And um, especially if he coming for the love, like he just want to grab a mic. And that's what you supposed, that's how you get up ahead in the game, bro. Like you just created a, 
you just created a a, a, a a connection like you know you just Absolutely. built a relationship what you know and then who knows with, the radio, with this radio station they may look up and be like hey bro we got a spot for you here on the radio man would you want to come out here and do it like that's how it start and somebody small like let's say the uh, the program um, the program manager there or a nigga who over programming there moved to a bigger market he about like hey bro I saw you in a 70 minute video I want to put you down over here you you know we'll re- relocate you and your whole family you don't know how God working Man, bro God so, can do it you know the way you moving is the right way dog it's just like you said there's certain stuff you doing that once you get that out your system because we still growing and shit I still do out here that I gotta change but Bro, that's crazy. Like, so how did you feel about the, the 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 show on Zoom? Like, how did it? Like, how did you feel like doing comedy and it's kind of just you? Yep, it's just you. And the first one, I just was like, I, it was little, it wasn't nobody there. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I'ma just trust my set. I got ten minutes, so let me just talk. Let's put this set that I got together. Because what happened was, uh, right when Corona hit, I had a church show. And so I had a church show right after um, they did the social distancing where you couldn't have no more than 50 people in the room. Yeah, they went down and down, yeah. And so I had a church show that Sunday, uh, Sunday before last. It was 50 people in the room, and I just worked out worked out a corona set and some material, whatever. It had to be about corona? No, I started, oh, you out, just I started you. out just say corona's out here or whatever, and I talked about my daughter. Mm-hmm. She told me, Daddy, you got the rona. And so I made a whole bit about her, t- our communication, how she's four years old and how she shouldn't know about this crisis at such a young age. Yeah. And so um, once I did that, so then I went straight into my regular set that I do at churches. And so then what I did, I took that set that I did that I was already that people already laughed at. And I just actually did that on the Zoom. OK. And then after I did it on the Zoom, the, the first Zoom, I was like, OK. Um, it was okay. And then they called me to do a second Zoom, and I was like, well, let's see how it worked. And that one, I just did it from my bedroom, sitting on the floor, talking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kicking it, interacting. So I started seeing the people's faces pop up. So I just started talking about the people who was on my Zoom. And was that the audience or was it another comedian? It was the audience. How many people were there? Uh, it was about 15. Damn, so they doing comedy on Zoom. So, I mean, dog, it's looking like we get into that space where we might have to get comfortable with it's it. Like, how I'm sitting here communicating with these niggas right here. Like, Larry say real talk. Boogie say amen. It's like, we get into that place where this is weird. I'm seeing some of the best comedians doing it. Like, yeah. uh, Roy Woods and them, uh, uh, he said that sweater hard. Thank that you. looked like a sweater Boogie would fuck with too You know how you see some <laughs> shit You don't think about it Till you see him Like Boogie wear that shit He said that That sweater hard Dapper Dan Is it Dapper Dan? Not Gucci But no you know Dapper Dan Which Dapper Dan Is working with Gucci now Like the nigga who I don't know if you remember Like back in the day All the drug wow, dealers I do remember Dapper Dan Yeah all the drug dealers And they like He would take Gucci print Put it on everything For drug dealers and rappers And then wow. They shut him down And then um, Gucci start doing that shit and then finally they I think they put that nigga down with them niggas now and he's designing shit like that cause that's like nigga Gucci that's, that's nigga shit like niggas ain't Wall Street ain't wearing yeah. it this, and this niggas four in Harlem is yeah huh this four years old that's so that, da- that's Dapper, that, that's Dapper Dan uh, inspired, believe wow, it. Wow, that's how he said it. I'm looking at it because that's what he do. Wow. So them niggas, white people are always telling what we do and running exactly. with exactly. Like <laughs> and that's that's some shit. But um, shout out to Boogie too. I did his room a couple of times. He got a great room, Archer Paradise Lounge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Boogie, let me tell you something, bro. Funny thing about Boogie, bro. You hear about niggas before you meet these niggas. Exactly. Like, Boogie was the nigga out in the college circuit for like. 
10 years, <laughs> nigga. And like, I remember niggas was like, yeah, Boogie, man, this nigga Boogie, the funniest nigga in the world, bro. He just be freestyling, bro. He a, he a Q and everything. And you know, you a young nigga in the game. Like, man, fuck Boogie, nigga. I don't know that nigga. <laughs> and then I finally met the nigga and saw the nigga. I was like, oh, yeah, this nigga the truth. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I think I saw him at a show at uh, Eastern because uh, I can't even think of the nigga name now who do the shows no more. He's from Florida. Who the promoter from Florida? If niggas remember the promoter from Florida. Uh, and then you meet niggas and then you become cool and then he moved and came back to the crib. And like I said, man, like we literally have some of the funniest niggas around here. Yep, he went from damn near getting sued to them getting him a job. Follow your dreams. That's what happened wow. with Dapper Dan. Like, they sued him because he was doing something that was so popular, and it was like, oh, you taking our shit and using it. But, nigga, he bought he bought the print. He bought the Once print. Once I buy it, I can do it. Nigga, if I buy a Gucci purse from you, I can chop that bitch up, put it on a hamster. You can't tell me nothing, nigga. It's wow. mine, nigga. Now, now, now I got out here luxury hamsters out here in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Decadent <laughs> ass hamsters in the streets. Niggas want Decadent. one. Decadent. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just like, uh, it was just funny, man. The road we all came down now, and it's like we all here. And, like, I don't think people get, dog. I think I say this a lot, man. I don't think people understand what I'm saying. When I when I was out in L.A. for that two weeks that I was out there, niggas did not know how powerful we was out there. That's like, that's what I'm saying to you. Don't alienate yourself. Right. For one, it don't. When I say alienate yourself, I mean, like, don't put yourself in a situation to where this whole regime, nigga, this whole, we all about to, we ain't all got to like each other, love each other, but we all should be able to like, you know what I'm saying, make money together exactly. like, and be able to put ourselves in position to really, to really go out here and get off. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. we deep out there, bro. CP, with that all that digital shit, bro, that roast me, that nigga is a god to them niggas out there. Wow. Ron Taylor is out there, god level to them niggas out there. And, Jeff is out there making his way. Darius is out there, like, and the only reason I mean they're they all the same level of funny, and they did in their own ways. Only reason Jeff, they just don't know Jeff. They not too. They haven't seen Jeff enough yet to know. He done did Kevin already got a thirty minute special. Exactly. And Darius is in the comedy clubs. He's at the comedy store, making his way through that bitch. Demi God on these niggas, like you know what I'm saying. I know you, exactly. you know, you into the church, but I'm just in some Hercules type shit. Absolutely. He's Absolutely. on his way to where niggas is looking at him like, oh, Darius, one of the funniest people in Hollywood. And and them just the, the them just the black comedians we know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I went out there and did this thing they call called potluck out there. It's where you come audition to be like to get into the club. And um, you know, I got on, went crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to say that shit, but that's what happened. <laughs> and Jeff came up to me like, I ain't never seen nobody do that good. And and potluck is where you come audition. So it's a bunch of comedians in the room. And in reality, everybody kind of mad because they didn't make the list that day. So you got about 70 comedians in the back. Nobody sits in the audience seats. They All the comedians sit around the side. And then the, as the show go on, audience members start to show up. Because this was like, oh, this you might come see one of the newer comedians that's going to blow up. And people started falling in there. And I was at a good spot. And Darius was hosting. He brought me up. And I mean, I, I obliterated that bitch. You get three minutes. I did like two minutes because once you kill and you do it within the rules they want you to be an arrogant nigga and kill and do five minutes when you're supposed to do three I went up there two minutes and got out of there nigga and lit that bitch up Jeff was like I ain't never seen nobody do that good at potluck because it's just a hard it's not, it's, it's not hard because we funny but it's hard because it's a lot of weird it's jealousy niggas is bitter because they ain't get to go up and then on top of it it's a lot of comics exactly. and audiences like the weirdest but nigga I went there murk I'm just saying that nigga it's out here for you exactly. and whenever you ready like the shit that we doing now when they when we able to cough again and when we go back to LA bro 
shit gonna be so much easier as far as being a comedian in Michigan because the, the scene is gonna be so like, oh, comedian is a hotbed for new comedians. And they gonna, Comedy Central coming out here, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Quibi, all these platforms that's looking for t- content, they gonna be coming here. So niggas ain't gonna have to leave because of the shit that we doing now. Like the sacrifices that's being made, me leaving my daughters and coming out here and sleeping on the van and Ron doing the same thing and all the sacrifices we making, niggas gonna eat off of that. I'm just telling y'all that now, dog. I know I say that a lot, but bro, it's, it's happening out there, bro. So the scene is... That's amazing. Amazing, yeah, bro. the scene is, is open for us out there, bro. I'm just telling you. That's a blessing, man. I'm just trying, like you say, man, find my way and and stay out the way. And that's one thing in which I'm learning now. Stay out the way. Of what? Just the way of uh, controversy. It was like um, in. I bring it. I brought it on myself. Yep. I brought it on myself, and like I told. But how many conversations have Larry and them had with you about it? And then like, how come in like, and you you look at Larry as a mentor, and if niggas don't know Larry, Larry is like one of those guys in comedy where nobody had nothing weird to say about Larry. If you did something, probably wrong with you. Right. You know. Right. For one niggas ain't run up on you. Probably beat your ass. Right. But for two, he don't carry himself that way. Like Larry, like I say this, Larry is like. The heart of the comedy scene, like nigga, if if, you, if the scene was a brain, a heart, a soul, like Larry is the heart of comedy here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know if he took that role over after Kool Aid passed or what, but that nigga Larry, like, is he hold a, he hold a place in comedy, and, and it, it's one of them things. Like, if Larry was, if he wasn't even that cool, you would still have to fuck with him because he's just that level of funny. Exactly. He's so funny he could be an asshole and niggas be like, man, I still got book him. He's the funniest nigga here. Exactly. So. He just got the nerve to also be the coolest nigga. Like Larry will put you on the show. Like Larry, the type of nigga, man. If you needed the money, if like you did a show and the promoter ain't had the money and they pay him, Larry brought him bro, I split it with you here. Exactly. Even though he got shit going on at the crib, Larry just a, a man like that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, nigga Jason Jamin said a million. So I guess he said uh, he he done had that conversation with you, but. Um, yeah, like, I mean, when they having conversations with you, it's like, why do you still be like, man? I mean, I, I think you might explain. I don't want you to have to over-explain yourself if you already went there. Oh, no, it's cool. This thing tapping out. Um, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, like, just like you said, um, it's the um, just the learning process. I mean, I'm uh, saying, I guess I... I've interpreted things incorrectly mm-hmm. and, and with my own perception of how things were, how things is. And yeah. so sometimes we could be we could be an enemy of ourselves and allow situations to escalate or we can actually be our own worst critic and our own, own worst enemy. And so basically um, they had to basically um, I had to hear hear differently because me, I'm hearing. Is this because I'm a new comic? I'm taking everything as an insult, a criticism, an attack, no. and this, this, but it, it wasn't that. And it's like it happens, and it's like I had to now, even as up today, when uh, just talking to, before I got here, talking to Jason and Mike, yeah, you and Jay pulled Bell. up, it was in your ear, yeah, and it's like just move different. Just now I get it if you don't fuck with Jay Bell. Jay Bell is a nigga who is he's a very, and I'm playing when I'm saying it, but Jay Bell is a very opinionated nigga. And his opinion is what it is. Like me, I get it. I get it. Niggas don't fuck with me. Like it's certain niggas. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I get it. You know, niggas say shit because they have a slant to it. It's like, okay, I exactly. get that nigga on some other shit. He, he can have a way of thinking. But when, but these all good niggas you got in here. Exactly. J. Bill, Jason Jameson, Mike Leary. I'm already niggas sometimes. Like niggas ain't gonna tell you nothing wrong. Exactly. And it's like niggas ain't niggas ain't jealous of you. Like niggas ain't niggas ain't jealous of you. Niggas ain't niggas. They, they really care. Yeah, niggas literally care. They look at yeah. you and was like when we saw you, I was like, oh, Josiah got it. You know Appreciate what I'm saying? That, man. Josiah got Glory it. To God. But you can give the vibe off of. 
and this is only because I read the uh, 48 Laws of Power, is that you could be the type of nigga to be like, well, I'm going to just be cool until I get in a position to where I don't need this person no more and I can discard them. Almost like, all right, don't outshine the master until you're better than the master. And just like, all right, Mike Leary, you give that vibe off sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say that to me, and it was funny that I was like, yeah, I can see that. What do you think? You it, that? I, I can see that I've given that vibe off because it's like you look at it whereas you just want to you just want to win. That's my mentality. You just want to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what's winning to you though? Being the best. And like Mike Leary, he told me I was a red tail catfish. And he told what that me, mean? he said we're all in the jar together. Mm-hmm. He says, but I have to keep growing. Because if I if you get he said if I put you in a, in a jar with the goldfish three goldfish and some feeders when I come back y'all all the same size but you gonna keep eating mm-hmm. you gonna keep getting bigger and each fish that you're bigger than you gonna eat them okay and it's uh un, un, unconsciously or intentionally <laughs> yeah yeah but if you're bigger than them you gonna want to eat them and he says I gotta keep growing because he said you want to be better than me. I feel you're it. supposed to though. And he was like, and you the type, and he said we were joking, and he was like, I mean, if I don't, if I don't get out the way, you're gonna try to get move run past me. But when I first came in the game, my mentality was I just wanna be the best. I wanna you be the have wanted be- too much too fast. Exactly. And you was doing a, and you was thinking this was gonna do it. And comedy, I was steamrolling. And in comedy, bro, it ain't no shortcuts in this shit. Like you None. gotta you gonna have your ups and your downs, you're gonna bang your head. You might get opportunities, but a lot of times you might not be ready for them opportunities, but Man. you can shoot past a nigga, and then at the end of the day, have that the niggas, backtrack. And yeah, you know, like, nigga, it, it, niggas have start, you know, get ups and starts and stop and gotta go back over and start over. So, yeah. uh, but no, that That's was a good the, analogy to use. I never heard of no real tail catfish. Yeah, that was that was the exact truth. And when he brought me in today, when we kicked it. It's like sometimes people could play the victim and be like, man, woe is me. But like I told him, I says, man, I I got y'all. I, I hear you. It's like I literally was in a position where I put myself in that position of combat and just was like, hey, it is what it is. But at the same token, I had to realize that I'm a man of God. Yes. And I do pray for people. I mean, like you said, I pray for you a couple Twice, of times. Nigga, one the first time was involuntary. Right. I just right. needed it. And then the second time, I, I think I came to the club like, Josiah going to be here. And I walked in that bitch and, and it was like, what up, Josiah? Get the fuck on my face. Hey, Josiah, pray for me. And yep. that nigga was like, let's do it. Exactly. And so that's what I want to get back to. So just being, just praying for people and just being a light as though we, that's you was a contradiction. Yeah. Like, I was like, this nigga prayed for me and this, and this nigga, it was exactly. like, it was almost exactly. like, uh, it was like, nigga, you would pray for me. It was like, you would be Bishop T.D. Jakes one moment, then you'd be 50 Cent. It was like, nigga, how you going to be the two niggas? Like, exactly. the duality of that was wild as wild. hell. It was wild to me when I sit back and think about it. And it's like, now I have to, I have to accept and embrace the, the, the reality of that's what they thought. I have to embrace and accept the reality that I was the most beloved and the most hated in one year. And I, I did it to myself. That's and a lot, though. I didn't say I was the most beloved. But no, niggas really had <laughs> like, love for you. Like, you came in the game. I mean, as you was a new guy. Anytime a new nigga come in and they funny, we be like, oh, that's cool. Right. Like, because you, you come in the game, like, that's the thing about being new. Nobody expects you to be funny. So if you're not good, it's cool. Exactly. But then when you are, it's like, all right, this nigga funny. That's cool. And. It was all right, but then it was like, okay, so wait a minute, nigga. It's like, you funny, exactly. but damn, nigga, chill. Like, you came in, like, you was on some Chappelle shit. Like, all right, nigga, I'm about to start shooting my special, and I want a new 30 minutes every... It's like, all right, yeah. Joe, slow up, cuz. That's like, exactly how it was. But you was running was. with big dogs, too, though. Like you said, you was running around with Larry, you know what I'm saying? And you was checking in, like, you know what I'm saying? I see you, you be coming hollering at me. Like, you was running around with big dogs, and them niggas, was, we respected you. We fucked with you. It was like, all right, it's cool. Your energy was cool, but then it was like... You start doing them Kip shows, and it was like, yeah. oh, this nigga Josiah about to start uh, uh, putting in hot water heaters and selling <laughs> drugs. 
And you know, you what said saying? that too. I did outside of uh, JP West. I was like, man, this nigga is moving. In a, like, nigga, you turned into Mitch. <laughs> I mean, Rico, nigga, and paid it full, nigga. You was like, yeah, you got. You was like, wait a minute, bro. You got two bricks in that bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was like that. that. Yeah, what you trying to do with that? All right, let's flip it. Let's make so, more. But it was just like the energy you got. It's just like you just got to use it the right way. And I mean, and from, I, I think you know it, dog. And from now on, Josh, man, that's what I'm on, man. I'm on that positive energy, man, trying to be productive. I cannot take back from the... Because I almost blocked you. Yeah, I know. Like, also, like, not You're blocked right. you on there, but, you know, I can mute people. Like, yeah. I mute the Gemini. It's people who put up stuff that be like, it irked my soul because it's just like, but you can't help some people. It's like that. Exactly. And it, it make me mad because it's like, nigga, why ain't you focused on something else, Josh? Like, because I'm no, 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 nowhere near where I want to be comedically. Or as a man in life. Exactly. So it's like, nigga, for me to be looking like, why does the nigga Josiah put that status up? Exactly. It's like, all right, or, let or me who, mute the nigga. Or, who, or, or like, it's almost or, like, who who is it about? Uh, Craig Capone said something to me and we was in Punchline in the green room and um, I had just gotten to a conversation with a comedian and it was a nice little uh, conversation. Okay. And so he said, bro, he said, when I was in prison, he said, when a dude walk in the yard and say, somebody a B, he said, we don't know who he talking to. Yeah. So we all want to whoop his A. And he said, he said, so when you say stuff on social media and don't put a name on it, we all want you at that it's, point. It's personal. It's like, all right, who this nigga and talking about? And he says, if you're not going to say a name on what you're saying, don't say nothing. He says, it's making you look bad. And people will, will, will literally want to put hands on you. And I was going to say something that will probably feed into why you do it. And I shouldn't say it. And I'm not going to say it. But that's insecurities. Mm -hmm. that, that ain't got nothing to do with you. But at the same time, I'm just playing devil's advocate. For one, you shouldn't move like that. Exactly, and, exactly. But for two, it's like, nigga, I mean, I, I never look on there and be like, damn, is he talking about me? Because it's like, nigga, I don't care for one. Exactly. And it's like, and exactly. then and in the other realm, it's like, nigga, you probably not. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I feel like if a nigga don't say it to me, like, even if we, if it's just me and another nigga, me and you in the room right now, mm -hmm. you be like, I'll beat any nigga ass in this room. And it's just me and you in here. <laughs> I'm like, and they ain't talking about me because if he want to beat my ass, you know what I'm saying? We right. can scrap. He's talking about a ghost. Yeah, over there. yeah, like, yeah, that nigga must be talking about. <laughs> Somebody he thought about from uh, two weeks ago. Sorry, your videos ended. Damn, they just ended my little grin now. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, and Craig upon a real guy. Yeah, a real dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, so it's like, nigga, I get that. And it's just a blessing to know, like, that people care though, bro. Like, you don't really know people really care until you actually. Basically, they see you moving, and they see you moving differently than how they expected you or saw you moving, and be like, no. We like they they and this is how they 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 word it. We like the nigga we see now. We don't like that guy on Facebook, or we don't like the guy who gets into confrontation. And so, I just now have to move in a way in which that's going to portray the light that I'm trying to that I'm trying to portray. I want to be the guy that you see in the club and be like Josiah, pray for me. Not man, who who did it now? Oh what boy, happened? you that guy for sure for me. Like I said, bro, I pull up on you, man. I, I pull up on you, like I said, because you know your energy is what it is. Like I said, absolutely. I I, I got I got I, like I said, I only deal with people on how they deal with me. Absolutely. So it's some comedians that people don't fuck with that are some of my favorite people in the world, but I can also see why people don't mess with them. But our relationship is different. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, I hear what. That's why when people say what they would say about you, I be like. Damn, I don't see it. But then I would look at the Instagram and I would see the energy sometimes. I'm like, oh, I get what y'all see. He never brought it this way, so I ain't tripping on it. I deal with that when it comes this way. But it got to a point where it was being spoke. It was that people speaking about it so much that I was like, all right, I gotta know, Joe, nigga, is that really yeah. what's going on? Like, you know, you really out here getting it in like that, nigga? Like, you you talking crazy to niggas like that? Like, 
I like I've heard plethora of names. Like absolutely. nigga, and I mean I ain't absolutely ain't no point of throwing the names out there. Niggas know who a nigga yeah. was. Absolutely. But it would be like, all right, come on, dog. Like, even if them niggas tripping, it's like, man, you just gotta blow past niggas like that. Exactly. Success. They can hear that. Oh the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. This mic oh, sweet yeah. as hell. Um, like niggas can niggas can hear that though. So it's one For of sure. those things where you got to uh you just gotta I just think you move, got it. Just move move in a way in which that's going to um, let my craft speak in my art form and not have anything blocked. That's it. the point. Like, so why do you do comedy? Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I, I want to. I want. I want to share the conversation of Jesus Christ in a way in which that would allow people that wouldn't have an opportunity to go to church mm-hmm. to see a part of Christ in my demeanor to them, how I treat them. Mm-hmm. So comedy. A lot of places that I've gone that I, I've never that I haven't never preached at. They bring me into do comedy. And so when I go do comedy, I'm able to share the conversation of Christ because that's what I believe in which the Lord spoke to my spirit. Mm-hmm. He says, I allowed you to be funny. I've given you a platform, yeah. not for you, but for share the conversation of Christ to be able to share me with somebody where they can say, you funny enough for me to listen to you. Like you, for instance, Josh, mm-hmm. you said, man, you funny. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a conversation with you. I'm going to kick it with you. So then now that we have this dialogue, I can I can I can invite you to cry. I can invite you to to have. Because after this, dog, say so you gonna pray for all the comedians out here going through the thing. And so it's like to have the, open up that dialogue. And I got like you said, I got clouded and I got lost in the sauce when I was so scattered in doing that tug of war, trying to be this and trying to do that, trying to do that. And I got confused with it. I got I mean I got lost in the sauce. Yeah, you always gotta get back to it. Yeah. Like we all do that sometimes. Yeah. Like nigga, like I, I was doing comedy. I had to be like, why am I doing this? Like I got into comedy because I mean put it like this nigga beautiful women be at comedy shows bro and they like funny niggas like you know what I'm saying so it's like being funny is like having a fat ass and I'm tall and being tall and being a man is like having a fat ass so I got two fat asses in these these women I got a big dumb fat ass so women like that Mm -hmm. and I have to be cool you know what I'm saying exactly at one point in time it was like am I doing comedy for women exactly or am I doing comedy because I started comedy because I like to make people laugh and I wanted to be up there with them guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to sit at the table. At the end of the day, they were like, hey, Josh was one of them guys and his perspective on comedy was something we never seen. And I was one of them unique human beings as far as comedy went. And I had to check myself. Exactly. I had to be like, all right, Josh, damn, you can't fuck them all. So relax. Okay, cool. This person, all right, this person a fan. Let them let them be a fan. They don't have to be a part of your world, world. Let them exist. Sometimes people have to want you from a distance. Once you bring them in, you throw that off. And then also break that energy up that God's building. Like, exactly. All right. Sometimes God be testing me like, yeah, what you going to do with that one? It's like, and if you do something there, I had to tell Darius that. I was like, bro, sometimes you got to say no. So God can be like, cool, I can give you everything else. Exactly. Because now he's like, all right, yeah, you can have this woman here. Like, if God threw Rihanna my way, I got a girl, but if God threw Rihanna in there and was like, let's see if he's going to say no. Exactly. I'm going to give him everything he want. But now I'm really tempted. It's like, sometimes you got to be able to be like, all right, let me chill. And why am I doing this for real? Exactly. And do that, man. Because, exactly. I mean, I'm doing this, man, because I know comedy... It's a gift that I got And I like how I make people feel And I like the It's like having a superpower bro Exactly And then at the end of the day man I can take care of my family Doing this bro Absolutely I'm going up on stage One hour a day Absolutely You know and I want to grab the mic As much as possible But literally nigga One hour a day People will pay me a lot of money To talk about things That are in my head That a lot of people Don't bring out I'm talking about it I'm throwing it out there And people are going to respond to that In a certain way And I can take care of my family And my future wife And everything else And, and build this life And help And take care of my people Like I want to get in a position Where I'm like Alright bitch outside What you want to do Let's build, Let's put this project together Alright we, we packaging this up And we're going to take this to them 
Boom, Larry, J Bell, Boogie, what you got going on? And vice versa. We exactly. all gonna be in position to be like, hey bro, let's get it in here. Hey, appreciate that, Willie C nigga said you cold, bro. I'ma take that. I appreciate that. I gotta learn to take compliments better because I don't like compliments. <laughs> I'm insecure. So it's I a, feel weird about my shit. You know, I talked to you about that before right. being insecure. Exactly. You a super it's a, it's confident a, dude though. Man. Super. It, it I'm looking at come you. from an insecure place, man. That's crazy that it all come from insecurity. So you yeah. are you it's uh, my, it's like overcompensating then? Yeah. Like I'm literally like I'm undercompensate. Yeah, I overdo it because it's like, like I wilt. Like when niggas start saying, Josh, you the best nigga. I wilt. Like, nah, bro, I don't with all that. I don't yeah, like that. It's almost like um it's almost like that, um it's almost like it's almost like you said that it's almost a defense mechanism. It kicks to in to protect yourself. Yeah, to protect yourself because you don't want to be broken. You don't want to be too vulnerable. You don't want to be too. You don't want to get. You don't want to be that. You don't want to let that vulnerability go out there. So you just be confident all the time. I mean, that's why I wear a suit to every show. That's why I dress up. Which is a good thing to do though. And it's but like, I get what you're saying. But I know people tell you, look, you want to. Dress better than your audience. Yeah, and they may say, "Man, why is you always dressed in a suit? Or why you always do this?" Or you clean every time I see you. And I'm like, because this is I, I I'm not there yet. I ain't where I want to be. Or inside, I'm having an internal fight. Something in my head telling me you ain't got it. Okay. But I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. And so then I just got to go out there and just make sure that the production matches the outfit. And hopefully, if they don't laugh and they don't like me, they say, man, he was sharp, though. The boy yeah, was clean. Yeah, they be like, that nigga in that three-piece wasn't shit, <laughs> but he was a clean nigga, dog. Really, <laughs> I've been a fan. Man, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that, cuz. Real talk, real talk. But, yeah, yeah, It's just yeah, a yeah. blessing, man, being amongst y'all, though. It's mm-hmm. like, because just from the outside looking in, you look at comedians that are like superheroes. It's mm-hmm. like, man, if I can get up there. To that level. And then to be on the stage and be like, wow. And if... Um, like I heard uh, a slogan from one of the uh, action action heroes. They said, "With power comes great responsibility." Yeah, Superman. That's not Superman. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, His granddad yeah, told, told him that. And the thing is, it's like if you don't want the responsibility, don't take the power. Shout out to Fresno, California, in the building. What's up, man? Y'all good over there? San Francisco going on a 24-hour lockdown for wow. the next three months. Wow. I mean, not next three months, next three weeks. Wow, 24 hours. 24 hours. I wonder how bad that's going. Like, I mean, because right now we on a shutdown, but it's like... Everything's closed still, at six. Yeah, but they still get to go. Like, restaurants still open on security out, so it ain't no... You can't leave your house, but it's almost like, no, nah, you can't leave your house. Is that what y'all on over there, baby wow. girl? Y'all in there? Y'all on a 24-hour lockdown? They can't leave their house? And did you always want to be an entertainer? Where did that come oh, from? I, I have no I idea. Oh, nigga, that's crazy. I just heard me talking. That scared me. <laughs> me too, bro. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, nigga, is that the corona? Is that the? Is do you start hallucinating? This nigga coughing on everything. So it's like, <laughs> it just shocked yeah, me. Yeah, it's just scary. I'm like, nigga, is that bro. my phone or is this right here? But yeah, yeah, yeah. 24 hour lockdown. So it's like, nigga, people need this shit we doing, bro. They need it, man. They need to laugh and. It's 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 the medicine that they need, and it's just a blessing to be. She said until September. Oh my goodness! What you mean until September? Because I twenty four hours. We'll start a motherfucking riot over there. We that's we, we crazy. rebel right now. Y'all need to leave. Twenty four hours. But you know what? And I don't want to say this, bro, and put this out here, but they probably gonna do that everywhere. And they need. Uh, the, the, here's the thing: if we would just take heed and just stay in the house for a week. We can't stay in the house for a week, man. People still at Rouge getting five hundred dollar tickets. It's five hundred dollars to be looting. Now it's a thousand. Now it's a thousand. She said we're about to. See, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's a trickle effect. Once they do it in Cali, they'll go to New York and then Chicago. And then they're like and now they talking about where the cases are getting worse at and we supposed to be up, up, up there. Mm-hmm. They one of them places I you know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, twenty four hours of us not being able to go anywhere and do nothing, it's like 
All right, and then they talk about six months. Like they take you to jail for six months if they catch you out in the world. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like twenty four hours, but the incubation period is supposed to be over. So it's like, why would they take you all the way to September? That's how do you plan to keep your momentum going and your set so fire without touching the stage in these upcoming months? Shout out to Ash, man. She uh she had a dope ass show she did out there in um California in the backyard. Wow. And I'm talking about lit. Like you know, you you know you're like, what's gonna happen here? But niggas, California, we in the backyard. It's like one of the ba- it like the backyard off Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the little bit, wow. though. like the little bit of like cobblestone everywhere. Niggas, little stage, little platform, DJ in the background, vines everywhere. It felt like E. Um, <laughs> you know what, man? I'm gonna do this. It felt like E. I'm gonna keep doing this podcast, Ash, and this is gonna be my stage. All I really need to do is talk, and I'm gonna write, and then I'm gonna read. Like I mean, actually, this time now is about just really setting back and. Uh, shout out to uh, Mailman. Um, it's about sitting back, bro. Getting that shout information. Out, information, you bringing it in, bro. It's gonna be there. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, I feel like if you got it, you got it. Like LeBron, just because he got to sit the rest of the season out, that nigga can still hoop. He can still yeah, hoop. He, he might have to take a few minutes to get back and get the rust off, but I'm gonna be straight. But I think everybody, not even just me, mm-hmm. find an outlet to where you can still exercise the muscle that you use for comedy. So it's like whether that's doing a podcast or if that's just putting up videos or just uh, it's just a bunch of ways. Hey, bro, bro, in Russia you get caught outside and not supposed to. They can take you to jail for seven years. It was one place where they was like, if you catch a nigga outside, shoot him. Wow! Like nigga, the, the 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 president or the prime minister whoever was like, if you catch a nigga outside and they got no business being outside, shoot him, pop him, and you good. Shoot him, but take your ass back in the house and call us like, hey, I just smoked somebody out here outside the Seven Eleven. That's crazy. I seen people. She said we whooped. getting martial. We getting ready for martial law. They keep saying that, man. They man. keep saying that. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, as far as keeping staying ready, man. Korea. That was Korea. Wow. Just. That's what I'm doing. What you gonna do to keep stay sharp as far as comedy goes? That's uh, a good ass keep, question, man. Just, um, just like you said, just Philippine. keep working on my content. Keep uh, going over my set, going over my set, re-going over it, re- repeating it, doing it in front of my children and my wife. And you do just, your set in front of your kids? Mm-hmm. Damn, I and, cuss too much. And so, trying um, to be like, nigga, what? Like my, my my daughter, she like she be telling half my jokes around the house and stuff. That's and, funny. And it's like, um, and who, just keep going them over. Who who kids funny? Yours or Jason Jameson? Man. Damn, the beef been sparked. My baby said his baby funnier than yours. Let's go. We got to put that show together. We That's the next battle we want to do. That's hilarious. Forget uh, T-Pain and Lil John. I want to see Josiah's daughter that's, and Jason Jameson's daughter go head up. That's hilarious. In a comedy battle for the ages. Nigga, the winner gets all the Capri Suns. All of them. All of them. That's lit. We finna start it off right now. That's hilarious. I'm about to get that popping, bro. But yeah, man, just keep uh, doing my set over and over again and just know, because right now, I mean, I only got 30 jokes. So it's like, it's not a lot. How many of them funny? Uh, about, like, put like this. About 10. How many, how many of them is like big, big, big house laughs? Four. Four. So that get you how much time-wise you think with those? Like, if somebody was like, hey, I need you to go out here and murk from start to finish, how much time you got? Like, Start to finish. I can do forty five minutes. Just no, no, no. I'm talking about like, fire. I, I'm talking about yeah. Like, I mean, ten. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, ten. Like they like, hey man, we just like if somebody need you to open up something. They like, hey, we need you to open up. How much time you got to just go? Like I mean, we need you to pop it off hard and set this thing off and get out the way. Like ten. Ten. See, that's real. That's real. Because you ask most comedians that, like, I thought you were saying say you had 45 fire like no. that. Nigga, I think I don't have 45 fire like that. Like, because a lot of my jokes is like, ugh. 
Like put it like this My jokes are funny But it's like And now I'm sitting down I can retool them But I don't like them no more Because they oh yeah, So it's like I don't put the energy out. in them no more To make them still go uh, I can I can put the work back in I'm just I had this conversation before Comedy is magic and it's science. You got certain niggas that scientists with this, and certain niggas that's magic. Wow. Like, and in my opinion, mine, like I can do, I can get the science down. I've done it before. I came in writing my ass off, but that came from my ability to be able to create at a high rate very quickly. And it was like the magic is like I'm more magic than anything now. So it's like I can go crazy. I got some shit that'll go off that I, that I had written, but it's like I'm really going up there trying to make something in the moment and pull things together and. Then it, I just feel like I have more fun doing that. I have to focus on the science of comedy too now. So I mean, I had to be, I had to be a warlock, and I have to be this scientist of comedy all together. Exactly. So it's like I have to get back to that place. So that's why I always keep it real. Like my forty-five is all right. You know what I'm saying? My forty-five is okay. It can, I can get off, and that's just because I have the ability to pull that magic out of nowhere exactly. and make it to be this thing where they like, man, because nobody ever really leave my show and be like, man, that bitch you had about woo 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 is hilarious. Nobody really do that, my joke. They just know I'm one of the funniest niggas they've ever seen exactly. because I make somebody nothing. I have to get to the point where they like, man, that joke you got about foxes, nigga. <laughs> I talk to people about it all the time and boom, 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 boom. So it's just like I have to work on that. So I'm really going to sharpen my pen up and get it back to where it was when I started. Because when I started, nigga, I was a whole animal. with the, Like, nigga, I was jokes was like, bow, 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 bow. Then I got comfortable because I'm naturally funny. And it was like, all right, I'm going to just get my shit going. That's what's up, man. Yeah, that's man. fire. Yeah, yeah, Heather said magic versus science. I mean, that's just how I look at it. Like, you know, like, yeah. like I look at certain people and be like, all right, this person is this, they got this person magic. is that. Like, I mean, you, do you guys know the, uh, what line of comedy you like to dominate in stand-up movies or late-night TV? Hey, Ash coming on here asking some tremendous questions. Movies. Who? You want to be in movies? I want to be a comedic actor. You want to be a comedic actor? Like Will Ferrell. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's lit. I really stand-up. Stand-up is like... Stand up is something, man. I just think it's fun. I love it more than anything, bro. And uh, I feel like they can never take that away from me. And that was just a, and 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 that point just came out of nowhere when I thought about it. Like, cause at the end of the day, they can be like, yeah, we won't use your movies no more. That's, That's just real. my opinion. Like, stand up, I always be able to be like, all right, I can fill this theater up and get a bunch of people in there and get it popping. But I want to do them all. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But at the end of the day, if they said I had to pick one, eight queens equal one bitch. That's funny. I don't say that. I still say that. I just hate when I got jokes and people be like, put that on the shirt. I'm like, eh. <laughs> corn comedy Something stuff about comedy Is corny me But I just like Having fun that And that joke Came from a freestyle Stand That's up hilarious. Stand up is where I want to like if, if I had to pick one Yeah I want to dominate Stand up Stand up I'll be cool to get In some movies And get on TV And then produce And write a lot of stuff But outside of that Stand up bro They can't take that Well they did take it Away from us Damn Right Damn So movies Now is you where think about it at. Yeah They did take that shit From us I'm sitting there talking about they can't right. take stand from a nigga and I can't go grab a mic for nothing oh right now. But uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really think that I like put it like this. Just example of somebody who I think is a like when I think magic and then I think science I think and I hate to say Chappelle is like the perfect blend of all that. I think he's a scientist and I think he he's got the magic and he has the science down and I think of that when it comes to be like exactly. Dr. Strange shit but then I look at like Chris Rock in my opinion he's a scientist exactly he's a scientist when it comes to comedy like you know what I mean he's a scientist Cat Williams magic 
Exactly. If exactly. I had to put it like that, Cat Williams is magic. Not to say he don't write, but he just magic. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. shit that he do and come up with is more feeling than it is. It's more heart than it is this. Not to say it's not intellectual at all. I don't want the people to just break this down. The choke came from when two bras was loud talking while you were on stage. Lyrics for it did. That's the funny part that Joe came like that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how I got to talking about that. But yeah, so you want to be in movies? Yes, sir. Have you thought about writing something for yourself? Mm. Like why wait on somebody like Norm? You got you know what, for one, you got something. the paper. I'm assuming you got the resources where you can create it off off all these inner streams of income you have, mm-hmm. and you got the comedic mind. It's like why wait for somebody to put you in a movie? Exactly. I Just always tell Larry that. Own, right? I tell Larry that. Yeah, I'm gonna reboot that. Heather. I'm damn definitely. You want to help me write it, please? And Jason Jameson with your big strong ass doing push-ups. <laughs> nigga, let's rewrite that <laughs> wrong. Let's write reboot this. it. But uh, put it like this. I forgot what I was gonna say. We was talking about. Uh, just writing the movie mm-hmm. before you like, try Larry to get somebody to put you on. I tell because niggas, niggas, you know, niggas offer me to put me in movies and stuff like that, and I go do it, cool. But it's like, some, you know, you get wrote. It's certain shit I ain't gonna do. Exactly. It's certain shit I will do, and it's like, all right, I'm cool. But I'm not finna be in the movie, and you finna be like, hey, be a crackhead again or this. And they're like, no, unless it's something funny, I won't do it. Exactly. If you allow niggas to put you somewhere, they would rather put the more popular nigga in the movie in front of you, and then put you, the nigga with more talent. In a lesser role And not exactly. get your time to shine So It's like Put yourself In your own situation Like nigga Write your own view Nigga might look at you And be like I don't know Josiah You might not be This enough to be The lead role Or whatever Like exactly. you might want To be an action star And they be like No nigga We don't seem masculine Enough to us You do exactly. our action. But if you write it And show us Niggas be like Damn okay We didn't know Nigga it, exactly. Hollywood is all about Proving Hollywood is wrong That's the system In Hollywood The system is Hollywood Telling you What No that ain't gonna work This is what's gonna work But when you look back 10 years ago y'all said that that wasn't gonna work the shit that y'all talking about work now it didn't work so you gotta come break the system again and reboot it and they're like oh oh, yeah Josiah definitely is an action star they love him over here so you have to write your own vehicle bro like stop waiting you can shoot it yourself put it out nigga and people like Insecure nigga started on YouTube it was an awkward black girl and now it's Insecure now this bitch in movies with everybody tongue kissing teeth big as hell and they love her and I love Issa Rae she's very talented Super talented. Hey, Mike Larry, I love the honesty and if only really these brothers are sharing. And that's just being real. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, uh, bro, if you want to act and you want to do it, write your own movie. Don't let nobody put you in nothing. Exactly. Like, um, like they put Mike Larry in a movie. He was like a strip club director or something wild, and they want him to say some wild stuff. He like, nigga, I got people. I do church shows. They can't see me really talking really crazy. Exactly. So he 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 changed up what it was. Luckily, he had enough juice to be like, nah, nigga, I ain't gonna say all that. I'll say it this way. Because a lot of times niggas don't know what's funny. They don't know. These niggas who write these comedy movies not comedians. They just niggas who want to remake Friday. Exactly. Oh, yeah. This this is our version of Friday. Nigga don't mind want to see Friday no more. I saw Friday already. Exactly. I don't want to see that no more. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jason Jameson, that's why I started my own show. But Josiah said he's going to start a show with his own daughters. And they way more talented <laughs> than yours. So it's going to be better. Because God is involved, nigga. Not steroids. That's funny. I'm talking stuff. Mail man said bingo. Yeah, man. Well, we had about a minute, in, a minute, an hour and twenty, man. Hold on, as you said, so let me see what she just said. What do you think is the most important as far as stand up timing, delivery, the joke itself, or act out? Wow, Ashley got the juice. She got all these questions, and this is Bro, super let me wave technical. At her. Hold on, come on. This is she all the way out there in L.A. She used to be out here. She used to Ashley. be off the mics. You might know her. Ashley, what up, though? You have 
excellent question. She do, and this is getting real geeky. Wow. I don't want to turn off some of these. Oh, like I got real niggas in my chat. You know what I'm saying? Like, he said, wait a minute. Yeah, I got real niggas in here that sell dope and work work for Chrysler. They like nigga. All he this. Said, wait a minute. Unless it's interested in them. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm Josiah. You want to answer that first? What's most important to y'all to act out? As far as stand up timing, delivery, joke. For one thing, timing is something you can't teach. So yeah, I'm a that's physical super comedian. important. Yeah, so so the act out is most yeah, important to you. To me, that's how you sell the act joke. Out. Yeah, that's how I sell it. Uh, delivery, the joke. I think the joke in itself. Yeah, the I joke. think the joke in itself is the funniest thing because how we build. I used to say, okay, so I'll use two examples. Kool Aid. We all Kool Aid would do the same jokes or in rotation at my. Um, at a Baker's on Monday, mm-hmm. but they was always funny and they hit, and you could just tell like he packed every bit of funny in each joke. You know what I'm saying? Every pack of funny in each joke. Wow. And then I look at Howie Bell, who, in my opinion, is probably the funniest nigga here. Exactly, bro. Cause I hear his joke, and he does it. He does it, and it's just funnier to me every time, every time I hear it. Man, it's like that's like my favorite joke in the world, nigga that uh gotta get it together, man. And I think the joke in itself is the funniest. Hershey said I'm producing my own reality show about comedians. That's dope. See, that's something you gotta do. Yeah. Get some big folks backing it too. A lot I mean that's cool, but if you can't get big folks backing it, you still gotta make it work. Go independent. Yeah, like you give it to the people, especially now you do something and it's good. People are going to just gravitate to it. Exactly. So then the big people will come. The big people only gravitate to shit. They cheat. Mm-hmm. The shit that's already hot. They like, all right, bet. It's cool to do something if Bill Bellamy is attached to it. But if the people fuck with it, mm-hmm. then that's something else. Then they'll come. But yeah, you gotta do that. Howie Bill's fucking hilarious. Gotta get it. Man, that nigga joke on God, Kool-Aid is that guy. Oh, for sure. I ain't gonna lie to you on hand to hand, but I would say the joke. The joke. Delivery is funny. Yeah, the joke. I mean, I think it's all, it's all. I mean, it's all it's all relative to who you are as a comedian. Exactly. Because um, some people delivery is what get the joke over. Remember that chicken sound at JB West? <laughs> that was just funny. Right. Yeah. The, just the, like that was just. But some shit is just for the moment. But yeah, right. that mm. was terrible. That was it, was. it was just the word, just the noise. It was just terrible. But it that that night was weird. It was one of those <laughs> bad shows where it was like this is just a terrible show. So we just gonna have fun. So you just kept going. Bah-ah! And it was like, this will never work ever again. And it'll be an inside joke forever. <laughs> right. <sighs> Gotta get it together. I'm telling you, man. Like, how we bail, bro. Like, when I hear that nigga set, it's just always fire. Like, brand new to me, dog. Like, nigga, I know what is coming. I hear it. And it's the just outside? still work, bro. That's where the bugs live, bro. Um, and father, I a young bro. lad such as myself. <laughs> hey, man, if y'all people don't know that how we is bail. hilarious, bro. Super how OG. Hella plug. Is hilarious for that. All right, I know Ashley you finna hit us one more question that's gonna be called, and then we gonna leave because then we be at a minute and an hour and 30. But these good questions. Timing you can't teach. Mike Bonner exactly. said that to me. Some people got it. Some people don't. That don't mean you can't be a successful comedian, but timing is just something that's just specific to magic like now delivery some people got a delivery that just work you know what I'm saying some people to act out like that's all the technical part of comedy like the stuff I mean and in my opinion I've always felt like a class you can teach a kind like people take comedy classes and all the time but I just think that's just the network yes uh, Hershey said yo Howie and I had a show in LA and I could barely breathe dude is a legend living legend legend and, and the thing about it Howie still is there bro like he's still it ain't over for him like nigga Bernie Mac and them didn't really get to pop until they was 45 bro and they exactly. went on a run I mean God took it from us early but look at Steve Harvey and said and I didn't like DL mm-hmm. in Kings of Comedy and now bro he's one of the funnier comedians in the world and, and um and one of them people they look to when you talk about anything political. 
Exactly. GED, I don't even think he went to college. I, I think he worked at a newspaper place, and then he, you know what I'm saying, the nigga just got smart. It sounded dumb <laughs> to say that. He got he smart, said, but he, got he read smart. enough to figure it out. Did y'all think some comedian, or do y'all think some comedian, some comedians don't have no desire to reach the top, movies or tours, and some are content just doing club? Yeah, I believe that. I believe yeah. it's comedians that's cool with just being like, hey, I'm booked. I'm booked every weekend at a club or a college. Like, everybody don't want to be famous. Like, I mean, I want it all. I want the sky's the limit. But in reality, if a nigga was to be like, all you're going to do is headline clubs and you're going to make this mine, I'd be cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I'd be cool with that. Amen. I'd be cool with that. What about you? Amen. Yeah, that's the same. But of course, we all, I mean, not we all. It's some people that's like, no, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I think fame is corny. Like, I want to be able to go to the store. Be I successful. I still walk around CVS and shit like that, but I know with me doing what I'm doing, it's going to lead to me not being able to be a normal motherfucker. <laughs> like, people going to be like, hey, they go child shit. It's like, because I don't like people. Like, when I come off stage, I kind of be, you know, I don't want to talk after I come down. I kind of be thinking so about myself. He introverted. My nigga, yes. I'm very introverted. But I'm insecure, so they'd all go together. So Absolutely. I'd rather be on some chill, like, around my people shit. Like, like I don't like being the center of attention when we all stays. Like you know, you know the comedians. Shout out to Kamal Smith, my dog. He said, "No, nah, fuck that. You gonna get it all, bro. We gonna get it all. We gonna be sitting on the yacht drinking champagne with Project Pat and Michelle Obama." Exactly. This nigga, uh, I, I'm not the comedian. Like I mean, but when I'm around all the comics, we kicking it, yeah. But I don't need that attention. Like I kind of sit in the cut and chill, bro. Like. I don't be wanting to be on all the time, bro. Exactly. That shit is exhausting, bro. Like, I be wanting to kind of just chill. Comics talk about making it all the time. What do y'all consider making it? Everybody's definition of making it exactly. is different. Exactly. It's totally different. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, my definition of making it is being able to not have to hit up no, like, nigga, not have to hit up no, have to work no other job. Like, nigga, just comedy is taking care of me and my family. I can exactly. vacation when I want to and be as free as I want to. Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. No I don't want to be rich and famous. I'll take wealthy and known. She said wealthy and known. That's like Russell Peters. He wealthy and nobody know who that nigga is. Exactly. Russell Peters is hella famous. Ain't he super fun? Not hella famous, but he's famous, world-renowned. Like, niggas, he can walk up the street, niggas don't know him, but he's, like, other country, he doing stadiums with, like, 100,000 people murdering, killing hard, and the nigga just rich as hell, too. That's the funniest, too. Project Pat and Miss Obama. Yeah, man, me and Project Pat. That's a that's definitely going to be a friend of, friend of mine. <laughs> um, yes, sir. Great answer, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, everybody's definition of, fame, uh, of making it is different, bro. But I think at the end of the day, right now, nigga, we'll just take a show at Baker's right now. Right now. If we could, I'll be at Baker's, nigga. God will do the hard. Now, you can't, ain't no show that can happen now. Right now, I ain't going up now. I don't care how I feel. I will go up. Exactly. I miss, I miss, the three things I miss now, man, is comedy, being able to just go see people. Like exactly. just anybody, nigga, right now, nigga. I, I wish Jim and I, I could go pick him up and take Jim and I somewhere. Exactly. Anybody heard from Jim and I? Appreciate it, Hershey. She said, you're one of my favorites. Thank you, Hershey. I appreciate it. And you know what, Hershey, make me so goddamn mad. And yeah. I'm going to say this, and I know, and she probably know what I'm going to say. She has, she has an impression that nobody does that I don't think she utilizes. Mm -hmm. And I tell her that all the time. And, I, and she, man, bro, like, she do Fantasia, bro. Bro, Always spot love on. Into the game. Keep it on for sure. Like, bro, her Fantasia, she do somebody nobody do. Spot like, on. at one point in time, Mike McDaniel was the only nigga did Dave Chappelle. And now, J, 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 uh, what's the nigga name? I can't Jay Farrell. Jay Farrell do it. And it's not as good as Mike's at all. And I used to be so mad, bro, that this nigga Mike never really did nothing with that. But whatever. God got what he got for him. But yeah, Hershey, I'm going to keep saying that to you. You got to do that differently. 
You can. He can stand on seven mile of grass right now. Yeah, I should go get that nigga. I'm working doing it. Please do that. Right now, you should do a whole series about... Like, right yes. now, you can do something about Fantasia just sitting around the house doing a quarantine. Right. Just sitting doing around the house. Stuff. People just want to see shit at this point. Man. Like, you'll figure that out, man. I'm just telling you, work that angle now when it, niggas need it. Don't ask for the money. The money will come. Dog, that Fantasia is crazy, dog. It's not too man. many... It, it's not too many impressions that I'm like, damn, ain't nobody doing that. Well, you, hey, we ain't never a phone call away or a DM away. Don't exactly. play with me. I want to see you win, Hurst. You my baby. Um, Even though you're trying to fuck my... <laughs> Oldest daughter, baby mama. Yeah, she do. She likes joy. That is funny. She always tried her. Um, let me see here. Let's see. Fantasia, you can't. Yeah, man. Anybody heard from Jim and I? And this is just me being real. No, I haven't heard from. Yeah, like. Oh no, I did hear from. Um, not uh, directly, but uh, through messenger. I think he good. He just said, "What up, though?" All right, man. I just want to make sure because it's like you know, out of sight, out of mind. Then something yeah, happened. Exactly. And it's crazy. like I ain't heard from. I know I muted nigga on Facebook, but he might have been on there. But I just want to make sure my nigga Gemini because he think everybody hate him. But nigga, I got love for your monkey ass. Yeah. Um, just wash your hands, nigga. It was only <laughs> said, once, bro. Wash your up. hands, boy. Hers, yes. That's why it's so much funnier. All right, yeah, man. So, uh, thank y'all for tapping in, man. I guess uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up, and um, I appreciate you coming through, Joe. And I appreciate you, man. That was for a good talk, man. Allowing me, man. It was great, man. I yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. you, man. And Got I it. hope you don't feel no kind of way. You should. No, man. I this is a blessing, it was, man. It was all love. Like it was the conversation a blessing, was just. Man. I didn't expect you to come, and it's just what happened. It wasn't like I'm like I'm bringing him on. It's, it was, was a like you great come, organic conversation, man. And it happened, and we had a good chop it up, man. Tell people where they can follow you at, and all that good stuff, bro. Uh, you can follow me on Comedian Josiah on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All one word, Comedian Josiah. All right, what about your, you know, the, the, the uh, esthetician plug? Oh, yeah, esthetician. Um, you can follow me on Mr. Jones. Uh, you can Google me, Get Jones, G-E-T-J-O-N-E-S-D. You can type that in Google. My address will pop up, and you can also be able to schedule an appointment, and we'll make everything happen for you. And the slogan is, beauty is vain, but necessary. Damn, beauty is vain, but necessary, because I know a lot of y'all out there looking like Macho Man Randy Savage in the face. Eyebrows, so, lashes, makeup, I got you. He do all that, so he going to get it popping. And, uh, you know, that's a wrap, man. It's been fun, man. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay in the crib. Y'all stay prayerful And just you know what I'm saying Keep an upbeat uh, Positive attitude about this dog Cause in reality It's about what you put in the universe If everybody thinking doom Then that's what we gonna get We gotta put more positive shit In the universe Hey we gonna be back Life gonna be back to normal I guess I'm gonna do the after show I'm gonna go over to my Facebook live I'm gonna go over to my uh, My fan page If y'all wanna go over there And kick it somehow I'll kick it for another 10 minutes On my fan page That's uh, Josh Adams Comedian Alright I'm gonna stay safe my baby Yeah just type in At Josh Adams with three Z's And you'll find me over there I'm, I, I'm gonna kick it for another 10 Alright y'all be easy We gonna pray Oh hold on We still there? My bad Alright yeah Josiah I wanna pray real fast I forgot about that <laughs> We all right, man. Pray, on pray for all the comedians. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you now, God, for every comedian that's tuned into this live, God. Every comedian all over the world that's suffering from this pandemic, this crisis, God. Lord, we ask you, God, don't allow them to be affected by the COVID-19, God. Lord, allow them to sustain and maintain their resources and their income, God. Bless them with increase and overflow. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, man, I hope people who are still around got that real man pray. Hashtag that. Hopefully I got that prayer man. Yeah, man, meet me over there at the Facebook page. I almost forgot the prayer, bro. That's crazy. Glad you reminded me, bro. Oh, uh, man. Bless you, Josh, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank You're you, my great G. great work, man. We're trying to have fun over here. We're going to still um, share the story, put that thing up. And um, all right, people at home, be blessed. Bam. So we...